0: what's up y'all it's patrick
1: hey loves it's patricia
0: we live two different lives in two different life stages
1: yes but we are passionate about our faith our fitness and our crazy loving family
0: we are siblings and And this this is our story. story hello hello we hope you're all having a super awesome week yeah yeah it's Patrick and Patricia thank you so much for uh, spending some time hanging out with us uh, just Mm -hmm. listening in and uh, we hope that this uh, has a positive impact uh, on you and your life Uh, this week we're talking about um, a simple but uh, profound topic and the, a question. So this is the beginning of a series. So we're gonna do three, um, three podcasts on different, uh, s- s- different questions as part of this series. And the first is, are you in love? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Gotta keep your love locked down. Uh, your love locked down. Gotta keep. <laughs>
1: Course we had to go I'm there. I'm
0: not loving you where you want I don't remember <laughs> okay. I don't remember the words. Too much. Uh after like Jesus walks, I just lost track of Kanye. I don't know what happened. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Um uh. I do know that I can't afford his shoes. Um <laughs> but other than that.
1: <laughs> okay. You're just digging a bigger hole. <laughs> just. Uh. Back to the podcast.
0: (laughs) So what we're going to talk about this week um, is just kind of answering that question from two positions. So uh, starting out with the relationships that we have with our spouse, so me and Ashlyn, Mm -hmm. and then Trish and Ryan, and then relating that back uh, in some specific stages of our relationship and then relating that back to our relationship with jesus and the process of falling in love with jesus so without any further ado i'm going to throw it to you give us a condensed version how did you meet (laughs) the one the only ryan
1: well so to make this short because i'm usually very long-winded um we met at a house party housewarming party i couldn't remember if it was amy's housewarming or her birthday one of those and at the time i was not looking to date anybody i was very much in that final stage of being okay being single um no, you
0: you told us you weren't gonna go because right there might, there <laughs> might be someone there like what yeah. you're just not like, even gonna go
1: right So the people that introduced us, um, Amy and and Theo, shout out to them. Um, I met Amy through Ashlyn. So that's how that started. And that's why Patrick and Ashlyn were also at the party. Um, Anyways, so I'm there and we're hanging out. All the girls like in a group. And then Ryan's there. And all of a sudden the group went from uh like there was probably eight of us to all of a sudden just me and ryan and i was like uh where did everybody go (laughs) (laughs) like what just happened (laughs) and um i pulled the like let me go sit next to my brother card (laughs) like because i don't want to talk to him um but that was just except i was in
0: this tiny round chair that was not meant for two people so awkward.
1: oh my goodness but no he was really sweet and he was really nice somehow he ends up getting my number by the end of the night I don't even know how I'm pretty sure he did karaoke and I was like okay here's my number like he was singing to me it was it was really sweet but anyways um so then we texted for I don't know like a week a week and a half and then um He's like, yeah, you know, can we go out? And so finally I was like, okay, let's go to dinner. And we went to dinner. And then he made sure that we had another date planned for the next day. So he, like, booked tickets to go see a movie, Um, which some people would be like, okay, hashtag creeper. But (laughs) I was (laughs) like, okay, I kind of like this. Um, And then next thing you know, I'm, what, like, the third date, he's coming over to Patrick's house for Easter. Right. So, like, meeting what? the family. <laughs>
0: Full family event. I was like, this dude is either literally all in or literally crazy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, if you, I mean, yeah. if you've got the guts to do that, hey, man, bring it on. That's cool.
1: Right. So, and that's pretty much how it started. And our relationship just flourished from there. Yeah. So, He also threw
0: an egg at me and made me bleed.
1: He did. My
0: first interaction.
1: How funny is that? Yes. Because that was the prize. The prize, if you won, you were allowed to throw an egg at Patrick. Right. And he did, and he like sliced the side of his neck. (laughs) 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 And I'm pretty sure he got a little nervous after that, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun. A lot yes. of fun. Definitely a memorable experience. Yes.
1: yes. So what about you and Ashlyn?
0: Oh, man. Um, our story is a lot less family-friendly in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we met on spring break in South Beach, Miami, where, I mean, dreams come true. So... <laughs> um. As you can imagine, uh, when we met, I was not um, i was not in the best state of mind that I've ever been in, in my whole life, <laughs> um, which honestly, I think looking back, you know, things just tend to work out, right? So I was significantly, for whatever reason, like, you know, we're hanging out, there's like 30, 40 people all hanging out and instead of hanging out with that large group of people you know me and astronaut are literally just sitting there talking for mm-hmm. four hours straight mm-hmm. about all kinds of things you just don't talk about the first time that you really spend time with someone um so that was a really interesting like getting to know someone um, and then things kind of fell off um, we found out that we went to the same college which was very ironic and um you know we had some similar friends and similar friend groups uh, mm-hmm. so we started to see each other sometimes at college but not um not like super consistently uh, at the time i just thought i was like too cool uh, for school
1: patrick put ashlyn in the friend category and ashlyn i did rest her soul for being the most patient person in the entire world <laughs> would listen to all of your stories okay. like right
0: <laughs> right i mean i did i was i was uh, i was more open and honest with her than i was mm-hmm. like really anyone at that time in my life um and I just thought it was like, hey, this is, you know, we're just really good friends. And mm-hmm. the funniest thing is I actually read this book. So when I first um, started kind of diving deeper into, um, you know, my spiritual walk, I read this book that was recommended at a conference that I attended called Finding Your Million Dollar Mate. I think it's written by Randy Pope, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and it just talks about you know if you're single and you're looking for certain things in a spouse like you know you should be looking at internal things not external things like all this kinds of stuff and i took it really seriously because you know i'm i'm making lots of different life changes i'm starting my Mm -hmm. spiritual journey and you know i'm like all right i i want a wife i don't want a friend. I don't want, you know, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste their time. So after I finished this book, I literally called everyone, <laughs> like every girl that I had any like remotely <laughs> remote interaction with. Oh my and goodness. I just explained to them that I really valued their time. I enjoyed them as a friend, but I wanted to make it clear that they were not my million dollar mate. <laughs> and Ashlyn was actually one of those phone calls. <laughs>
1: sorry, people, we go Ay, zero babe. to a hundred. I is, know this is such a normal thing. That's why right. it's so funny.
0: I'm like, <laughs> yep. So I went all in. If you're uh-huh. not a million dollar make, get to step in. <laughs> I'm over it, not having it. Anyways, oh, so geez. somehow, Ashlyn just managed. We just Sheep. stayed friends, and um, eventually you know, started dating and, you know, I always told her, I don't want to get married till I'm 35, 40 years old and, you know, I don't even, I don't know if I'm ready for kids until, you know, I'm 40 and blah, 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 all this stuff and, you know, next thing you know, I'm getting married at, I'm not even, I'm not even 25 yet, I'm getting married and engaged and kids and all this stuff, so before the age of 30, so that worked out real well for me. Yay. <laughs>
1: yep and then we spot on harper and Blakely. (laughs) yes
0: so um i guess that's a good segue just for Mm -hmm. uh the first phase so uh, when we talk about falling in love um that initial phase is it's kind of like it's the honeymoon phase right so Mm -hmm. everything is fresh everything is new uh, and for me um with Ashlyn, that stage was really just all about vulnerability and peeling away the layers of shame that I had built up in my life. So I spent a lot of time talking to her about um, other friends that I had. I spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time talking to her about things that were happening at work, things that were happening in class, um, things that were happening with my home life so we really started diving deep into you know how my relationship with my dad has impacted me and like and she did a really good job of just being an awesome listener and helping me work through a lot of those things Mm -hmm. and I think that's a a beautiful mirror of what the honeymoon phase is really all about when we talk about um, like my relationship with Jesus as well so Mm -hmm. That early stage is all about, While God already knows everything that I could possibly tell him, right? There's still a lot of value in putting it out there. So talking to him directly about my fears, my dreams, my worries, uh, my regrets, um, and just putting uh, my sin and, you know, all of those things on the table, turning them over, surrendering them to, surrendering them to Jesus, Um, And trusting, you know, his ability to walk me through the next stages of life Mm -hmm. uh, in the hope of beginning the sanctification process, becoming more like him. But the first and uh, most vital step, at least for me, um, was the vulnerability. So when we talk about Adam and Eve and, you know, they were naked and unashamed in the garden, they felt no need to hide anything from God. And that was their normal, Uh, but because of sin and, you know, the fall of man, our normal is not that level of vulnerability. So an important part of building uh, the foundation of love and long-term eternal intimacy with an individual is about going from... um, looking nice looking perfect all the time right we typically start there and developing rhythms of honesty vulnerability and just removing those layers those layers of shame during the honeymoon phase
1: right um so when i was thinking of the honeymoon phase for me and ryan um i guess i just thought of it as um like the it was so exciting and the like, like pursuit of us together as a couple and um, having those hard talks also, but just being exciting and just wanting to be together like all the time and making the plans and let's do something exciting. And just like the giddy feeling is how I felt, I guess in that honeymoon like stage for us um and then when i relay that back to my relationship with god when i and i would say more so like not saying that i don't get so excited like this is just me being honest it's that when i first started to truly pursue my faith and i think i do this with anything in life i just get really excited about things and i just want to go all in and like don't care about anybody else or anything else that's going around like I just want to focus on that one thing because I just wanted to soak up like his love and um his love for me and all the things that he does and just seeing that is how I felt I think with me and Ryan. It's like the same thing. It's like that honeymoon phase where you're just so excited and you just want to like take it all in and keep it close and um just pursue that. And so that's how I felt um when I was thinking of like the honeymoon phase. For yeah, definitely. I think that's in an Im- God. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. That's that's a really important um aspect of the honeymoon phase. So part of building a solid foundation in a loving relationship is mm-hmm. starting with like that, that nucleus in mind. Right. So right. we've talked about in previous, uh, in previous episodes, just about the nature of, you know, you become um, a Christian and there's this interesting, um, this interesting thread through a lot of testimonial stories where, you know, someone comes to know Jesus and then there's like uh, a, almost like a period of silence. Uh, mm-hmm. And by silence, I mean like external noise, right? Because you just right. kind of, you start to absorb this exciting new relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously that looks different for everyone. But when we right. start talking about falling in love, practically speaking, you when you meet someone new, right, you go, you really invest time into that Mm -hmm. relationship simply because everything is so exciting and so new and you just want to get to know that person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, we can shy away from that maybe as Christians because, you know, our life changes so much as a result of just falling Mm -hmm. in love um, with Jesus and Mm -hmm. not everyone is going to love that, right? So you're going to have some family members that aren't going to maybe love some Mm -hmm. of the changes that Mm -hmm. you're making um, while they may be positive changes, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it may not be positive to them if they're not coming from the same outlook as you. So um, at least for me, I felt pressured to kind of shy away yeah. from that and kind of spend more mm-hmm. time doing things I did in the past right. just because um, just that external like peer pressure. and the world's kind of it's wired that way. so we, we mm-hmm. I kind of want I guess I, as a word of encouragement, um I guess I just want us to own that honeymoon phase. Yeah. It's okay to just be in that place and just be all in on this awesome new thing and take it for everything it's worth. Looking back now, I wish I would have done more of that. Yeah. Because, you know, going on, um, you know, doing exciting things, taking risks, going on a mission trip which scared me to death at the time. Um mm-hmm. Had I spent, I think it was an awesome time in my life in general, but I almost, I wish, I feel like I'm constantly wishing I was back there. Right. Just because of the level of excitement yeah. and the level of intimacy. So if you're in that phase. Soak it up. Soak it up. It is mm-hmm. an awesome, yeah. an awesome part of any loving relationship, especially yeah. your, um, your father in heaven. So yeah. what that leads to. Mm -hmm. is what we're calling the comfort phase
1: everybody knows this phase the
0: comfort phase right (laughs) this phase lasts a little bit longer um and it's just it's when reality starts to set in and things get tough um Mm -hmm. for me and Ashlyn, i mean our first our first year or two living together i mean just wasn't perfect right we had to learn Mm -hmm. new habits of each other we had to Mm -hmm. learn you know how each of us manage money differently and Mm -hmm. poor ashlyn i mean i (laughs) i think it's gotten better over time um Mm. i'm still super cheap like i just don't oh man, I'm just so cheap and I'm recognizing like that, that can't be fun for her to deal with, especially with managing so many expenses with kids and blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. if you could only imagine, I mean, when we first, you know, started dating and then got married, like I would freak out if we got like a name brand of something that was a dollar more than like the store brand of a grocery item, Mm -hmm. like freak out, (laughs) <laughs> so sounds about right. <laughs> that reality stage, and then I kind of juxta yeah. you know, I juxtaposed that to my relationship with Jesus, and you know, after the honeymoon kind of settled in, I left uh, my current living situation in college. I came back home. I was around family and stuff again, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I just felt the need to kind of prove Jesus was super important, and I kind of mm-hmm. like forced that in many ways, and mm-hmm. our on our family, um, and especially because I was just I was just not spiritually mature, and I was a little overzealous or a lot overzealous, and I just I just pushed a lot, and I think for me, that's really the same thing. It's just recognizing that okay, managing this new, awesome relationship that's really exciting for me. Like, how do I take this Mm -hmm. from being just about me and Jesus and put, you know, it encompassing every facet of my life? So friends, family, work, how do I start taking uh, this thing, this new, exciting relationship and bring it into every other aspect of my life? And in early stages, (laughs) the reality was I did an awful job at that. And... I didn't present Jesus in a very positive way to a lot of people that I love and that are important to me and that are great friends. And I, I still to this day regret that. But, um, yeah, I think the comfort phase for me, uh, was really just all about learning to manage the tough aspects of relationship. That's maybe not so glitzy and glamorous.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I would say the same thing because like when me and Ryan, like you get, you have the honeymoon phase and then that unfortunately slowly starts to dwindle and you just get in a rut or responsibilities come into play and um, desires and needs and balancing your schedule with his schedule and your schedule together and all these things and, um, trying to still make time for our relationship to grow but also still wanting to do the things that I want to do and I think I struggle with that and I think I still struggle with it um, because I want us to have our relationship but I also want us to have our own relationships Mm -hmm. Um, our own pursuits and desires that it's not, we're not consumed in each other. And sometimes I think I can take that to an extreme, um, which is not healthy. And so that's where I think, when I think of God in our relationship, um, I was just on cloud nine and I just like, like you said, just wanted to consume myself in his word and everyone around me, like would even say like, you're a different person, like you've changed, like you don't, like I wasn't listening to the same music. I, I was doing so many things that were opposite of my personality before God, that everyone almost thought I was being a hypocrite, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was because I was realizing what mattered most to me and that was an inward Mm -hmm. thing that had to change. And so when I think about this comfort zone is, sometimes I can still slip into that other person or that other personality. Well, that sounds so weird. Not trying to say I'm like, I changed into a different person, but I'm just trying to say that I I just wish that I could get back to that honeymoon phase and I try Mm -hmm. so hard to get there that sometimes I almost sabotage myself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, um, it's interesting. As I'm listening to you describe that, I'm thinking, really, at the core of what we're talking about is mm-hmm. in this phase. This isn't. This just kind of hit me, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: in this phase, it's really the transition from sacrifice yeah. to obligation. So, yeah. when. A relationship is new and things are new with our spouse, right? We sacrifice our time to go do date nights, to go spend more time with each other, to go to the park, to go, you know, introduce them to family. Like all of these kinds of things are happening in that honeymoon phase. And then as we transition to the comfort phase and the newness of things start to wear off, we can make that dangerous transition from sacrifice to obligation and at least speaking for myself in obligation my heart is hardened so Mm -hmm. even if my goal is something that lines up with the like is biblically sound like talking Mm -hmm. to other people about jesus the issue is that like i got so caught up in the ritualistic rhythms of i have to read i have to Mm -hmm. do this i Mm -hmm. have to tell people about jesus like i was so caught up in that legalistic aspect of it in this phase Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not to say that i'm out of this phase but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um well getting so caught up in the obligation aspect of it and losing the heart level like this is a beautiful sacrifice that i get to be a part of like this Mm. jesus sacrificed for me right and Mm -hmm. all i'm really doing is bouncing that sacrifice off I'm consuming it and then shifting it to someone else, right? So I'm sharing that love and that starts to become a lot less obligation driven, a lot more, it comes from a more loving place, a lot less judgmental place, which is the mistake that I made the most. I came Mm -hmm. off like extremely judgmental because I was just all about this is what you should be doing. Mm And not so much about, this is this loving relationship I'm in. Yeah, like, let I me show you
1: God's love, not Right, tell you, I wasn't right,
0: describing the love it. I'm experiencing. I was describing right. the habits I've changed. Right. And that's well, the core yeah. of that dynamic, sacrifice mm-hmm. versus obligation.
1: Right. Well, I mean, and I even, like, thought about it as, like, the honeymoon phase. You're giving a lot more of yourself mm-hmm. um, because you... Like, you want that desire, you want to have that relationship, you want to know how much more that you can get from it. Um, And you just soak in it. And it's sad to say, but like the comfort zone, um, for me, it became a little selfish. And Mm -hmm. it's easy to then, you start to turn, like I wanna soak in your word to how can you help me? Yep, And I hope that I can help I hope that I'm relating to other people when I say that because um, it's hard to say, but it's true. And it's like, okay, well, I'm giving all this time to you. Like, you're going to give something back to me. And I know that he does every day, just like Ryan blesses me every single day. And I have to constantly be thankful for that. But sometimes it can get shadowed
0: mm-hmm.
1: by selfish desires and needs and checking it off my list that I read my Bible today or whatever that might be instead of truly feeling that internally. And that's where I feel like the comfort zone can be.
0: Right. Yeah, so so definitely finding ways Mm -hmm. to. So that kind of takes us to the last phase, um, Mm -hmm. which is exploration. So some healthy ways that we can avoid the negative trappings Of the comfort phase. Right. When we talk about going from sacrifice to obligation, how do we turn ourselves back to sacrifice when it's no longer necessarily this new relationship? Mm -hmm. The answer to that question is in a healthy manner is the exploration phase. So going Mm -hmm. from it's all about me to it's all about us to it's all about us impacting others. Um, Right. And what that looks like, practically speaking, uh, Mm -hmm. for, I guess I'll give two quick examples. Like for me in Ashland, uh, prior to having kids, it looked like spending more time in uh, community and um, doing different um, things at church or opportunities to volunteer, uh, things of that nature. Just spending time with, you know, building relationships, getting to know lots of awesome people.
1: Right. Um,
0: And those are people that are believers, people that are, may not necessarily be. Um, and now, I think, to be honest, I still struggle with this, is it looks less like that for us and it looks more like externally investing in our children mm-hmm. uh, with our financial resources, with mm-hmm. our, you know making sacrifices um, in that realm and then also investing in them spiritually so... Reading books together, um, singing songs about Jesus together, uh, praying before bed, like things like that. So, so much of our energy is now geared towards investing in them externally, spiritually. Um, which, to be honest, I still really stru- I struggle with feeling like I'm a bad Christian now because I'm I ha- I'm not as invested in mm-hmm. external relationships, and I'm more invested in my kids. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think I found like a perfect or a healthy balance there, but mm-hmm. you know, definitely something that we are working on. And I'd rather be in that phase, like that exploration phase, figuring that out mm-hmm. together as, um, as a couple, even if we aren't doing it well, we're trying to do that. That exploration that's bumpy mm-hmm. is better than comfort zone. That's safe. Comfort phase. That's safe.
1: Right right um, and I would agree I mean me and Ryan um, that was one of our um, passions was to find a home church and to pursue being at a home church and I don't think because um, I've I mean neither one of us have ever served or really been involved in a church or anything like that it was really just like went to church on Sunday and Um, that was about it. And so we found Thrive Chapel, um, and it's a smaller church and the people there, um, are just so amazing. And I think it has a lot to do with me and Ryan's faith. Um, because when I think of the exploration phase, um, it's very easy to stay. Did I say that wrong? I'm sorry. Why are you laughing?
0: <laughs> because just the way you said it made it sound like Thrive Chapel's everyone's <laughs> awesome at Thrive Chapel because of you and Ryan's faith.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that's not what I. No, 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 no. Like our faith has grown because of our church. <laughs>
0: there we go. <laughs> I that's knew what, what you were trying to say. <laughs> our faith is just so strong that this church is. <laughs>
1: Oh man, my bad. No, me and Ryan have changed so much because of our church. Yeah. And I it's agree. because the people there challenge us and we also get excited to serve and to feel like we're making a difference and that we're, um, I don't know, we're pursuing faith with other people. And also surrounding ourselves with couples from the church who, you know, ask us the hard questions and Mm -hmm. challenge us to, you know, do better and be better and, you know, consistently be in the word and things like that. And so I think that um, that's where I see it, but also even with my relationship with God, like feeling him tell us or tell me about like do this podcast and how uncomfortable I was. Like, oh, I don't know, I don't know about that. I
0: would have just What's said next? No. If told you that, I would have been like, nah, pass, hard pass.
1: And it just, it felt like it's just on my heart. And so, and being able to pursue that, I mean, and being where we are right now is just it's mind blowing to me sometimes because I do doubt myself a lot, but I realize at the end of the day that I'm doing this for him. Mm -hmm. And every time we're done with the podcast, it's like, it's just this different feeling. So anyways.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good way to, to end it. And you know, the idea is this, the honeymoon phase, the comfort phase, the exploration phase, the goal is really connecting these Like a circle. So, as we talk about the exploration phase and you talk about doing things that push you, like Mm -hmm. the podcast, or for me, you know, parenting Mm -hmm. is probably the biggest or definitely is the biggest challenge I can think of in my life. Like, I just, in most of my life, in many areas of my life, it's just kind of naturally worked out. And parenting has not been that. Like, I've had to work on that. And I will have to, like, I'm just not. I don't feel naturally gifted at that. So I feel like I have to constantly work at it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because of that, I need—I know that I'm hyper aware of how mm. much I need God's help with that. So as we push ourselves in exploration to get out of the comfort phase, it right. also helps us tie back to that original newness, that original, hey, this is about me and you and vulnerability and right. intimacy with your creator and -hmm. the same thing's true of the relationship with your spouse so as me and ashton push each other uh it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable it's not Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. as parents it brings us back to that unity message um which is really what the honeymoon fit why the honeymoon phase is so exciting so hopefully this was encouraging for you Mm guys um And hopefully there's some tidbits you can take away to apply to your relationship with your spouse, no matter what phase you're in, honeymoon, comfort phase, exploration phase, um, or your relationship with Jesus, uh, really our goal for, uh, this podcast was really to just, um, challenge and explore, just challenge each other and ask the, ask the question, um, are you in love? And if so, um what phase are you in Mm -hmm. and is that where you ultimately want to be
1: yep sounds good well i hope you guys enjoyed this and i hope you're having a wonderful week
0: deuces see ya if you liked this episode i'm going to need you to do all the stuff that my sister is about to talk about
1: If you guys would love to spend more time with us, go ahead and please subscribe and rate our podcast. And if you want to connect with us and do this thing called Life Together, follow us on Instagram at connect.patrick.patricia and we can't wait to hear from you soon.
0: Men, remember, meek is strong.
1: And ladies, be your true self.
0: Have a great week.